Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Haunted Playground right here on the Live Paranormal Radio Network. Please join us at LiveParanormal.com, iHeartRadio.com. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Player FM, Blog Talk Radio, and many more that I haven't memorized yet. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 27-year talk radio host, and this is Haunted Playground, where every week, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Pacific time, I gather the brightest and loveliest and smartest and most beautiful minds in both the spiritual and paranormal communities, and we talk about everything from is there an afterlife to I think there might be a Loch Ness monster in my above-ground swimming pool. All of those things belong here on Haunted Playground. My guest today has been here many times with me. This is his first time here in the new incarnation at Live Paranormal, but I've done many shows with him. He's a wonderfully talented paranormal author, investigator, researcher, and uh, just all-around fabulous guy. You know him for many things, including the wonderful Ghost Hunters International. Please welcome the very amazing and wonderful Barry Fitzgerald to the show. How are you, my friend? It's so great to have you here on the show, and uh, I'm so honored to have you here with me, and always a pleasure to have you with me on any show that I'm doing. Thank you very much, Sheena. That's very, very kind to say. A, a wonderful introduction, I must add, and it's great to be here on, on the new incarnation. I love it. I love it. Right? I just we just keep we just keep moving on, my friend. Right? Um, uh, <laughs> how are you? How have you survived the pandemic? How is life in Ireland? And no, I haven't been yet because I'm scared. If I go, I'll never come home. <laughs> oh, we made it through just fine. Absolutely grand. Um, and uh, I, I think I contracted it, to be honest, um, in March uh, yeah. uh, 2020. Um, and uh, and yeah, after after lying in bed for seven days, I was I was fine. And uh, I came back kicking and screaming. You ain't going to get rid of me just yet. Nice. And, uh, nice. and and that was nice. that. So I, I have been I have been busy ever since. And in fact, the lockdown has been very good for for uh, getting uh, uh, books together. And, uh, and the latest incarnation, of course, uh, speaking of incarnations, the latest one is just out um, on, the, uh, on Amazon. That's wonderful. And I want to hear all about that. I will say really quick, though, I understand as I say this that the pandemic has been devastating and so many people have lost people and I've lost many, many friends. So I understand the horror of it. But I try to always look on the good side of things as well. What's the good in it? And I think that Maybe all of us, especially creative people, we needed a couple of years to have some time to get in our heads and work on all that stuff we always said we were going to do and never did. I think if you're going to make a good out of a bad, that's been a good thing. And for me, um, my spiritual practice has been has flourished. Um, I've done a lot of workshops online. I designed and built my website. I mean, all those things that I – so 
sort of never had time to do that were in the someday pile got done. So I can mm-hmm. imagine for an author, it was really sort of a time to just dive into your your creativity and, and crank out what you could. You had the time finally. That's right. Um, and, you know, it was it was interesting. I, I don't know if you heard about it um, in the U.S., but, you know, people, people certainly here in Europe were being reintroduced because of the lockdowns back and, and connected back to their psychic ability. And that, that was interesting because there's a phenomenon known as, 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 as uh, pandemic dreaming, which in itself mm. was, was, you know, the way that, that we're all locked down. We weren't able to go anywhere. We had to work from home. Uh, people weren't using alarm clocks. And we were entering our natural sleep rhythms. And we were also exiting yeah. our natural sleep rhythms in the natural way, not being interrupted by the man-made, get up, you got to go to work. Um, and by entering, yeah. our, by, by entering this particular stage, that's whenever people were having these very prophetic dreams. Um, and, and some of them were very troubling to, to, to people, warning them about what's coming ahead. Um, but it, it's, it's a phenomenon known as pandemic dreaming. Mm. Oh, I bet. I mean, I remember thinking, and I, I too had COVID in March of 2020, so early before anybody really knew what it was, right? Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. thinking probably in the summer of 2020 that I hadn't spent that much time in my house since I was probably 14 years old because I was always, yeah. you know, running somewhere, doing something in a play, doing a radio show, five events to go to. I was never in, I used to laugh, I had two houses and I was never in either of them. And the pandemic was was the first time in so long that I actually was at home. And it felt mm-hmm. really good to just kind of be in a space. And so, yeah, yeah, I think when you get in your natural rhythm and your natural place, then, yes, the dreams get very prophetic. You connect a lot to your family, to your animals, mm-hmm. um, because you're mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. home and being present. Home isn't just, oh, my God, I'm going to turn the TV on for five minutes till I fall asleep in front of it, and then the alarm clock wakes me up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly have been a big advocate of of people getting back into the countryside and connecting back to nature in our cores. Yeah. And, and certainly when the pandemic came to an end and people then were finally released from their from their four walls, it was amazing to see the people reaching out and, 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 and really getting back into nature and making that connection. They, they were lost from it. And I think that in itself served its purpose or a purpose well. Yeah, I came back to the beach where I grew up and just kind of never left. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. it used to be that my main resident was in the, residence was in the city, and then I inherited my mom's house at the beach where I grew up, and that was sort of my weekend place. Now it's switched, mm-hmm. and I'm mostly here at the beach because I found yeah. the energy of the Pacific Ocean was something that I needed um, mm-hmm. to for healing that maybe I wouldn't have taken yes. that time had it not been for the pandemic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What is because I've always worked for myself, um, so I've never really had that alarm clock screaming at me and telling me I had to go somewhere since college. Yes. Um, uh-huh. My natural rhythm. I'm a night owl, so I like to be up mm-hmm. till you know one, two o'clock in the morning and sleep until the yes. late morning. What What is your schedule mm-hmm. like? What What is your? Because I find that people that are paranormal people sometimes our schedules are more night driven. Oh no, not mine. Um, I'm I'm like one of those little dolls that used to, we we used to get um, years ago. Whenever you start to lie down, the eyes close, 
Um, so that's my natural my natural sleep process. The moment I start lying down, that's it. I'm gone. And uh, I find that uh, that for me in in, in these later years, uh, that uh, that definitely I would around ten o'clock, ten half ten. That's me starting to to drift off. Unless there's something specific oh, okay. that I need to hold off for, um, like the uh, um, any any um, low flying UFOs or anything like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, right. Certainly, from from my perspective, at around half six, that's me awake. Um, but we've got chickens here, you see, so I have to I have to be up to oh. to let the chickens out. We've got a new pup, so I'm I'm letting her out to to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um. So that that's me pretty much awake then from half six. Yeah, you know, I have a a new cat, a kitten, and he sleeps with me till noon, so we're fine. I I just naturally <laughs> have that sort of rhythm, and and my best time of day is afternoon, early evening. That's my favorite time of day. Yes. And I, it's mm-hmm. funny how I used to sort of be the, the outsider and mm-hmm. people would talk about, well, I work in the music business and I, I work in radio. I did late night radio for many years. So of course I have to be on this schedule, but I've kind of just realized in the last maybe five or six years that this is just my natural schedule and everybody has their schedule. That's their good time. And it's completely mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm to find that, to sleep whenever you want, get up whenever you want, as long as mm-hmm. you try to get enough sleep every night. And I'm like That's you, the it. minute That's my it. eyes close, I'm done. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm fortunate that I sleep because, you know, a lot of creative people, writers and actors don't sleep. And I've always been so thankful that I do sleep because I think you do your best work when you're well rested. And it's interesting when we're talking about the pandemic, I find when I have to call somebody for customer service, and if you're calling somebody um, uh, in the state locally here, a lot of people mm-hmm. now are at home. So you're talking to someone, yes. you know, at Verizon or wherever you're talking, and suddenly you hear a baby cry, you hear a dog bark, you hear a kid ask a question. <laughs> I love it, and I think customer service is better because I think the people yes. are happier because they're at home. Yes, you know? yes, I, I definitely see that. And for us, for us here, uh, like we're we're on on the, uh, the, the the Atlantic coast um, of Ireland. So, sure. oh, at, nice. In the, in the evening times, you've got beautiful, absolutely beautiful sunsets that that dip into the ocean. But there's nothing like the sunrises. The sunrises are absolutely majestic, and that's something you know. Whenever I'm getting up at half six and things like that, it's it's absolutely wonderful. And this time of year. You, you start to get around four hours of of, of darkness um, at, at this time of the year, so um, it's 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 always it's always nice to be out for that for that rise of the sun. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah, isn't that an interesting thing that the sun rises are more beautiful on the east coast and the sunsets are more beautiful on the Pacific? Atlantic for the sunrises, <laughs> yeah. Pacific for the sunsets. Because I grew up on the Atlantic Ocean in, in New England. So I, uh-huh. I remember that. And uh, uh, they're two very different oceans. You talk about the energy yes. of everything, right? Um, uh-huh. Growing up on uh-huh. the Atlantic, and then when I was 13, we moved here, and I grew up on the Pacific. My dad was a design engineer, but his hobby was building wooden boats. So we always oh, had to live on the ocean, and which was fortunate uh-huh. for me. And, um, yes. Uh, the, the Pacific has such a different energy than the Atlantic. The Atlantic, she's a little angrier. She's a little more tumultuous. The Pacific's a little more chill. <laughs> she can be. She Unless can you be. get to the South Pacific, then the Pacific gets a little crazy too. But very fortunate for you to be on the water. And do you find that that helps to stimulate your creativity as a writer? 
Well, I'm I'm five minutes from from the ocean and five minutes from the mountains, and and those combinations I find are remarkable. Yeah. The energies here are, yeah. are exceptionally stimulating for for that um, artistic mind and, and an artistic spirit. It really really enhances mm. that. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and as I say, it, it, it's been great for for the writing. Um, and uh, you know, I've, I've got the, the new release out, and, and I have a new one coming on the back of that, The Fruit of the Gods, which is absolutely phenomenal. Every, every day I'm waking up to something new. That's wonderful. That's so beautiful. It's an interesting thing, the mountains and the ocean, right? Los Angeles is the same way. Los Angeles sits on the ocean, surrounded by mountains that are surrounded by desert. So you really have like mm. kind of all three of those energies, and it's it's such yeah. a magic creative thing because you have the water the mm-hmm. desert and the mountains that all carry their own spirituality um so they what do. is the what is the new book about the one that's just dropped uh the deceptions of gods and men sheena is is an examination on on what's behind the veil what is it that's communicating with us and how is it communicating and what it, it looks at at the the masks in which they they utilize to communicate with us, which in itself helps um, hide their their agenda, I suppose, behind the void. And uh, and this is about exposing that and, and bringing this forward and seeing the common factors between a huge amount of the fringe research fields and how they're all connected. Um, we we get lost in this aspect of, of the mask in which it appears in. But for, for, for us, what we ended up doing was, was stripping the masks away. And instead of, of tracking the mask, which got us nowhere, we tracked the phenomena in which they interacted with us. And that led us all the way back to Babylon. And that, that has been a phenomenal amount of, of research that went, that went into this. But staggering to see that possibly what we are looking at is the same thing. That's amazing. So when you talk about how we're communicated with, um, are you talking about like source energy, like God energy? Are you talking about um, like extraterrestrial energy? I mean, what do you think is behind the veil? All of that? I mean, all of that plus interdimensionals, like everything? Well, here's here's an interesting thing. I'll, I'll give you uh, just a, a small sample of phenomena in which they and it's it's a common factor phenomena. Um, you've got within ufology, you have this phenomena of missing time. When people have this experience with UFOs, they they end up with this missing time. Um, you have the mischievous nature of the entities that are riding on the craft. You have abduction. You have mutilation. Um, and uh, and animal mutilation, of course, as well. You have this mm-hmm. conscious connection, this need to reach us on another level, um, and the, you also have a high level of deception, which is now that is just a small sample of 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 this these connecting factors. Now, if I took those, they neatly insert into Earth spirit phenomena fairies and, and the likes. Mm. Now, if mm-hmm. I take that mm-hmm. and I can move that across again in the same block and neatly insert them into what we would know uh, within the Middle East as jinn, and then we, we move that across again, we can slip that into the old gods. Um, so we're seeing this common factor. Now, within within the role of, of the law courts, for instance, you have 
it, it's the same type of process whenever we consider the similar fact principle. And that particular principle is used within courts to arrive at convictions. The proof is there that they're all the same. It's just the utter mask yeah. in which they appear that we interpret it differently. Um, and by, by doing yeah. that, it will serve to pigeonhole the phenomena into the various different research groups in which we locked it away and we, wouldn't, we, we didn't want to uh, cross-contaminate um, that particular perspective that we had. But we should have been cross-pollinating to see that, wait a minute, this is possibly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. For me, it all falls under the veil of universe, right? That that everything has its own place, much like everything has its own place in the world, right? There are things here mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. different, but we're yes. all creatures of the earth, and we all function together, and we all live together. We all have our purpose. <laughs> I think it's the, the same thing the with right. Creatures of the earth. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck here for a little while having a human experience. Um, But I think the the same thing. I think you're right. People say to me a lot like, you know, what's the difference between extraterrestrial and angelic? And I'm like, well, you know, what do you you think the difference is? What do you need the difference to be? Uh, I have a friend once said a a brilliant thing to me, Barry. He said, human beings will tell you they don't believe in labels, and then they'll tell you every box they belong in. And I think that's true. We as people, we like to label things. Um, universe yes. is different, right? The, 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 the world beyond the three dimensions, everything doesn't have to have a name and a specific purpose. Um, things just sort of energies are what they are, right? So I think to try to pigeonhole things and figure out, but you find this in cases of hauntings, right? Everybody wants to know what's haunting my house. What is it? Mm. That's the first thing mm-hmm. everybody always asks me. What is it? Um, we're obsessed to know what everything is. And the truth mm. is, I think once you get past the biological world, lines become very blurred to answer the question, what is it, right? Absolutely. But the thing is, with, with this particular type of phenomena, I've found that when you challenge it and you don't accept what's, what's coming along, and a lot of people have situations in their homes where they, they do have high anxiety, um, around a paranormal incident, sure. But that yes. fear, that that fear is is what it 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 thrives for. So when we stop supplying the fear, and we start challenging back on the phenomena, that's when I've I've noticed that the phenomena itself backs off. Um, and uh, when we start getting curious about the phenomena, and um, it's 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 quite a bizarre thing. I was speaking to to several researchers about this the other day, and and when we have communication with this particular phenomena, um, many times it can give us four falsehoods and one positive, and for some bizarre reason within our minds, we will take those three falsehoods and throw them out, and concentrate solely on the one element of truth that it gave. Now, we should not be doing that. We should be challenging this phenomena. Well, wait a minute. You've lied to me before. Why should I accept your truth now? Um, Because you just do not know the information. You can't rely on the information that's coming forward because it serves a purpose for the phenomena in which it creates this hook and bait um, symptom. And and once, once we get hooked, that's it. 
um, the phenomena then has that open door to to access the world around us, and uh, and that that can be problematic, um, um, deeply problematic. But uh, this it, it it really is something that that I urge the readers, and and the book I think really presents this forward. It doesn't. I don't want people to stop trying to reach for the truth for 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 their for their to understand the universe around them. What I'm asking is for caution. When dealing with the phenomena, understand the phenomena and oh, do yeah. not accept the first thing that comes along. Challenge it. Right, right. And I love what you say about not engaging. I think that we, you know, if whatever the phenomena is, especially if it's something that's more negative in nature, screaming and yelling at it and aggravating it, it doesn't, it makes it worse. Uh, it's, it's like a, human, it's like a, a negative true. human being, right? If you pay attention to a narcissistic person, they will keep coming at you. The only way to mm. really get them to go away is to starve them out. And I find it's yes. the same way with negative energy. That's something that very fascinates me, something that I've been researching a lot, is the similarities between negativity in human beings and negativity in disembodied um, beings. And it seems mm-hmm. to be pretty much the same. You deal with negativity in the same way. You starve it out. Because if you engage, mm-hmm. it continues to come. So people, and, That's you know, right. I grew up in a, a very, very haunted house. I know we've talked about this. And, and um, you know, my mom being a, a tough Irishman from New York, her way of dealing <laughs> with it was to scream at the thing. You know, I, you, you, know, you mm-hmm. GD ghost, I'm going to, and it just got worse. Yes. And I mm-hmm. think it was mm-hmm. because she was constantly engaging it. And not only that, Barry, but she got the worst of it. She was the one that got hit yes. with the with the dishwasher door. She was the one that the crutch flew across the room and opened her incision. Mm-hmm. Like she got it the mm-hmm. worst. She got shoved into the yes. fireplace and broke her back because mm-hmm. she was the one yelling at it and yeah. uh, challenging it, 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 and it was showing her how situation. tough it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It, it, she, she didn't she, think she that. Really she thought she was situation. being. Yes, she thought she was being a protective mama. And she was, you know, going to scare it away because that's how it works with people. Mm-hmm. But it's not how yeah. it worked in this situation. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the best thing you can do is to act like it's not happening. Let it get bored and go somewhere else. Um, how often yeah. do you think, since we talked a little bit about ufology, I just did a, a film about um, uh, extraterrestrial life in the, in the uh, California desert in Joshua Tree over the summer. And mm-hmm. it started me thinking a lot about, I think oftentimes when friends think, or talk to me about hauntings, sometimes the haunting might not be ghosts. I mean, it could obviously be earth spirits, it could be interdimensionals, and there's certainly a lot of that out in the desert. But I think sometimes mm-hmm. people have extraterrestrial visitations and they think they're being haunted by a spirit. Do you agree with that? Um, I think we need to stop identifying it by the mask and just see it, see it. Sorry for for the way that it interacts with us. Um, the 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 mm-hmm. idea Beautiful. that that people are being haunted by extraterrestrials in itself is 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 self defeating, because we've applied a mask which is already preloaded, um, and and the way that they are interacting with us is the same as what they did five thousand years ago in the Fertile Crescent. Right. Um, so the phenomena has always been with us. This is not someone that's coming from Mars or Jupiter. Um, this is something that's been here for right. quite a long time, and in fact, longer than we have. Um, so they they have definitely got a head start on us. But the, we're we're sitting in a situation now 
um, globally, where where our uh, our ability to produce technology far outsurpasses theirs now, um, and and it's becoming difficult for us to to differentiate between theirs and ours. Now, a lot of the, of the phenomena that we tend to see now that's being released um, in the mainstream media from the likes of the Pacific Coast there, um, down San Diego with the, with the the Navy on their directions, that's our technology. That's not theirs. Um, so a lot of that stuff is is black budget from the from the Air Force, and they're very protective of that, um, which is fair enough. That that's okay. But uh, but there are there are subtle differences between our tech and theirs, and it's it's the way that we can identify that is very very important. But you know it it, it really gets back to this particular aspect of what are we calling in and. You know, we, we have to understand as well that when we have a situation where a haunting is developing, we're calling on particular entities and beings to help us try and clear these particular areas. There's another trap. We need to understand what on earth it is that we're actually calling in um, and the history behind yeah. that. This is why we have to challenge everything. I heard you mention before there about, about angels. And five, I think it was five... 587 BC, um, Ezekiel was responsible for creating angels as we know them today. Before that, they didn't exist. So, what exactly is that that we are calling in when we're reaching to, to for for the uh, for the, the the archangels? Because beforehand, they were stolen from Babylon. They were the, they were the great planetary gods. So, what exactly are we calling in in the mainstream today? What is it that we're calling in? We have to challenge us and be careful about what we're calling into our lives and know the history. Absolutely, it. yes. Yes, I agree. I think that's absolutely true. And we do that, right? We just, we just throw out names and throw out things, and we don't know what we're – for instance, I was in, a, um, I was in a, a paranormal group that was doing um, table work, table tipping and, and seances, and mm. I only do that under very yeah. – careful situations because I think mm -hmm. I always say um, using a Ouija board with people you don't know is kind of like walking into a bar at 2 a.m. naked and saying who wants to have sex with me like you don't know what you're going to get you don't know who you're with and you don't know what you're going to get but it's probably not going to be great you're going to get takers but probably not what you want um, so but all of a sudden this folks at this at this board with me the living folks Barry started calling in like Hecate and all this ain't, and I'm like, whoa, do we even know what we're dealing with here? I mean, do we, exactly. do we want to start calling, what's going on? Um, mm -hmm. Calling in, you know, ancient deities, and I'm like, oh, no, I, I, they're my BFFs. I work with them, and I'm like, uh, okay. Um, yeah. You know, I think it makes people very, feel very protected to pull in, um, you know, this whole array of protection. But like you said, just because you call something in, you don't necessarily know that's what you're getting, and you don't necessarily know what you're calling in. Having said right. that, what is your take on angelics? I mean, what do you what do you believe um, when people call in angelics? Uh, what do you think they think they're going to get, and maybe what do you think they're getting? I think I think what we have created is an archetype, and we see many archetypes archetypes throughout religion, in many of the different religions. We have created that archetype, and the problem is that that particular archetype can easily be um, corrupted 
by this particular these particular energies behind the veil. I'll give you an example of of, of one of my nemesis, um, which is the Shining Ones. Um, they have, have been tracking those particular entities um, for quite some time. In fact, the last 100 years, um, I was doing some uh, some research on them, and what we tend to find is that a decade before war, a major breakout of war, we tend to find the appearance of these negative, uh, or the, these 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 um, shining ones, the, these beings that 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 seem to glow. Um, and uh, we tend to find them near rock faces or, or rock plateaus or caves. Um, they'll make their appearance. Lourdes is a perfect example in Europe when St. Bernadette um, um, had this encounter of this being that suddenly appeared and, and produced. In fact, she appeared just after this very unusual sound erupted within within the environment. Same thing happens within ufology. Um, you've got we we call them the Nordics. We call them um, um, various different different names. But it's the same phenomena in which they come forward. And these things, a decade before war, started making their appearance at these particular locations within negative magnetic anomalies. So predominantly, we tend to see them appear there. But you see, to understand Saint Bernadette's um, encounter. Those particular encounters became, became the, the nature of that particular phenomena appears within the first 20 seconds. After that, we have we have uh, the potential of being um, overridden. Our responses can be overridden from their impulses. So when when this this shining being appeared in Lourdes, Saint Bernadette at the very beginning referred to it as that thing. Now, when the church came along, everything was smoothed off and she became known as Our Lady. When St. Bernadette saw that thing, she did not identify it as Our Lady. It was that thing. And that in itself, the first 20 seconds, speaks volumes about this particular phenomenon. Um, And uh, we find the same, of course, um, across in in Eastern Europe um, and and all over the world. We we tend to find the same phenomenon. Within the first 20 seconds, our bodies are sending us signals, and we need to understand those. Because shortly after that, then we can be pushed into a a, a theta-brain rhythm which in itself is, is self-defeating because that, that's the, the type of uh, uh, rhythm that we tend to go into for deep meditation. Um, it's, also, it's also a place where hypnotic suggestion can be applied and false memory. So these things know how right. to steer us, but we have, we have got a window, a narrow window of 20 seconds when these things come through and when they start to manipulate us um, and how we, can, how we can get our strength back from that particular incident. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So so what what is it that you think they are? Uh before the mask is put on. Before it suddenly becomes the quivering virgin Mary just bringing benevolence to the world. What what do you think that oftentimes we're dealing with? The worst of humanity. That's what I think they are. That's what I think they originate from, is the worst of humanity. Um, and that's, that's the purpose behind the deception. They need to get back to here and use us as an anchor to stay here. 
Um, and that deception is imperative because unless we accept them and we worship them, um, they have to return to where they came from. And, and this, right. this then makes us look at this trinity of what we have around us every day. We have within us this soul, spirit, body, um, and, and that in itself we have, to, we have to identify and relate to and understand that the soul's job is to defend the body as long as possible for the spirit to engage, to experience. Um, and all psychic phenomena is a signature, all psychic phenomena is a signature of the soul. Now, today, in today's society, we find that terminology, soul and spirit, is interchangeable. But that should never have been the case. The soul is a very, very different entity altogether compared to the soul or the spirit, and it rides inside this meat sack. And the, the soul's job is to keep that meat sack alive as long as possible. Um, and what, what we're dealing with now, we are not communicating with spirit. The spirit goes at death. It's gone. It goes to where it needs to, 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 to return to. Um, and I, I won't get into, into where it's going, but the soul's job, the, the soul, it will release from the body day, weeks, hours, weeks, uh, or sorry, hours, days, and weeks, um, it can finally release from the body. And with that, it takes back the knowledge yeah. of what it had picked up from here. But that in itself, yes, that is essential for us to move forward with the soul and to have that perfect balance. The balance is absolutely essential. But the soul itself also works in our lower um, um, wants, needs, wishes. Um, it strives in there. And it's, 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 it's those places that tends to, tends to hide our worst parts. And when we're communicating with these things through Ouija board, um, through um, UFOs, through earth spirits, this is that aspect of the soul returning. Um, and is trying to link to us. Um, and, and that in itself, unless we identify that and see, strip all the masks away and recognize that we're dealing with the worst of humanity. Um, but that in itself is not necessarily, um, it's not completely bad. Um, we do find pockets um, of, 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 of help within this particular realm, if you like, um, who are. Um, giving the information across a better quality line of information across, but that takes time. That take, that that particular um, um, arrangement takes a long time to establish because there's a certain amount of trust that has to be gained from this, not only from us but also from them. We have to have trust in what's being delivered to us. Um, we can't take the first thing that comes along, otherwise we're lost. And we see this this level right. high level of deception continue for years and years and years, thousands of years. We see this same cycle, the same blasted story, um, 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 circulates like a broken record over humanity's development. And uh, we need to recognise it for what it is and step outside that. But unless we do, we're just destined to repeat history, um, and we see that time and time again. So, so let me just make sure that I'm following you because I don't. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. I don't want to speak out of turn. When you're talking about the worst of humanity, so you're talking about uh, the worst of humanity that is no longer in a human body, right? No longer biological. That's correct. Yes. 
Uh-huh. A, a negative correct. energy Everything... that was at one point human. Yes. Um, and, and now it's Everything... back to sort of confuse everyone, like to just to get people, to knock people off of their game. To get people off of their path, exactly. To now, within them. that, there there are there are um, information to be garnered um, from that, and that can be used and abused on both sides. So to to get ahead, for instance, within society, you can you can have particular processes, um, um, seances, or. Or, or, or whatever particular type of process you wish to, esoteric practice you wish to call on, you can have communication with these things and information will be passed through, um, which in itself will serve them more so than you. Um, and uh, and right. this, this handing over, if you like, to them, they will supply the information that's needed for you to get ahead within this life. Um, and, uh, and many, many of, 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 that, of that particular process we can see within the ancient aspects of, of, of humanity, especially when we're, we're dealing with these particular things. Back in the Greek times, you went to a particular rock face or a cave, um, for instance, the, the, the um, Oracle of Delphi. Um, you went there and your kings and your priests went there and you ended up communing with these particular beings. Now, back in the Greek, the ancient Greek, they were known as the Word. They give guidelines on how we should be ruled. And that's that's something important that we need to we need to understand because during those particular processes, um, these particular beings they were giving over information on 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 society, on warcraft, um, and and all of that. Now, when we move forward, we actually have um, 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 physical proof. That, for instance, the Douglas Aeronautical Company um, in the United States back in 1968 were using a were using a Ouija board to contact aliens. First of all, what the hell are you doing using a Ouija board to contact aliens? Does the does right, the alarm right bells not go off there and start off right. straight away to say, wait a minute, this is not what it seems? They were using a Ouija board to contact um, these aliens to try and get information. On, on advanced weapon, or sorry, advanced engine designs <laughs> to get ahead. Now, this, there, there's a doc, they, they were financially supported in doing this in 1968. Yeah. Um, and it's absolutely staggering to see that. And that is just, that is just the tip of the iceberg of how far this yeah. particular cooperation between us and them goes. And we see that um, well, uh, yeah. break out, especially within within that higher echelon. Yeah, right. And the and the level of desperation, right? That people will go to to try to get a shortcut to something or what they want, and to try to get information from wherever, um, and and not discern where the information is coming from, and not discern even the act, not even go through the actual information. And decide if it's mm-hmm. something that's good for you. I mean, I've, I've had people come back to me with stories that they've got in spirit board sessions that they got from mediums and oracles. And I mean, the craziest mm-hmm. advice in the world. And I always say, like, what? Are, okay, well, where's who? Where's this advice coming from? And are you just going to take it? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. You know, I talked to Jesus. I talked to Mary Magdalene. I mean, just the crazy, 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 crazy. Um, people are so desperate, right? First, to find all their answers without doing the work. Second, to just to know, to be in the know and have the, the knowledge others don't have, that they'll believe anything that gets passed down and they'll not think about where it's coming from. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what the book is about, is about challenging that particular information that comes forward and understanding the history behind what has been given that information. You know, there's unconfirmed reports suggesting that Carl Jung spoke to a delegation of the U.S. military when they were addressing the UFO phenomenon. And he stated, we may be looking at a mass Babylonian death ritual. Um, and when we wow. go back and we start tracking this back, it brings us all the way back to the gates of Babylon. So it's, it's interesting seeing this common, this common factor, um, this similarity within the different aspects of, of the fringe research and how it brings us back to, to these particular gates thousands of years ago. Yeah. And, and do you believe it's the same energy from Babylon? Yes. It's, it's, it's without, without a shadow of a doubt, um, I, would, I would put my hat on the table and I would say, we're looking at the same thing. It's the same phenomena. Um, and, uh, you know, the way that these things interact, and again, you know, I, I happen to mention with the Shining Ones, when, when we have this interaction with the Shining Ones, um, our instinct cuts in almost immediately. Um, and within the first 20 seconds, it's our instinct, it's our intuition. Um, that is the thing that's screaming at us within those first 20 seconds um, because fear cuts in and we're, we're stunned. We're stunned to, to, to non-movement. And you know, even Medjugorje in 1981 was a perfect example. Six children witnessed this shining one on the side of, of, uh, of, of the hill. They were stunned with fear. And it's interesting, when we go back and we look, there's a wonderful book out there by Jeremy Black and Anthony Green. It's called In Gods, Demons, and the Symbols of Ancient Mesopotamia. They mention that the gods exuded Malam and Nai. Malam was a light that was terrifying and awe-inspiring, hence the fear. And also, whilst Nai was described as a creeping of the flesh. Now, that's the way they interacted with us back in Babylon. It's the same bloody way that they're interacting with us today. Right. Stun you and fear you, get you in a fear place mm-hmm. so that your, your yes. resistances are low and then yes. penetrate in, in, into you with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do you believe, various? if this is the worst of humanity, this force, this energy, where do you think the, the best of humanity is? And do you believe that that's also an energy that communicates? Yes, I absolutely think um, there is the best of humanity. I think that in itself is fine within the spirit. But the spirit's gone, you see. That's the thing. At the point of death, the spirit leaves the body, um, and it goes to where it needs to go. Everything that we're communicating with today originates with the soul. If we keep that in mind, if we understand that and understand that what we're communicating with is part of us, that gives us that head start. It gives us that, that heave right. up to the table to say, okay, now I know what you are. Let's move from there. Yeah, right. You know, it's interesting that you're saying this because I've, I've talked for a long time in my work when I give do workshops and speak and whatnot about how I believe 
what you refer to as the best of humanity and what you refer to as the worst of humanity do not necessarily go to the same place after mm. the souls have left the body. Um, yep. People argue with me, right, because we're raised through organized religion that everybody, well, everybody goes to heaven or everybody goes to hell. Um, or in, in the New Age thinking, right, everyone goes to heaven and then you just sort of get wrapped on the knuckles if you did something bad like, you know, rape a child or kill a kitten. It's like, well, bad, bad you, but welcome, here are the cherubs. Um, yeah. as, a, as a very um, analytical thinker and a, a mathematical mm. thinker, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make mm. sense to me. That, to me, it disrupts what my mama used to call the balance of the universe. So I have for mm. a long time, for many, many decades of my life, believed that, Negative energy and positive energy does not go to the same place, just like in science, negative and positive can't live in the same place, right? So why would yeah. it make sense that negative energy and souls and negative energy and, and positive energy and souls would go to the same place? But some people don't even want to believe that there can be a negative spirit or a negative soul. They want to believe everyone's soul is good. I don't necessarily believe that. And oftentimes that mm. is a point of contention for me, especially with my fellow metaphysical colleagues. So it's very interesting to hear you talk about this because it's very much how I've always spoken, uh, just not as bluntly as you are. And I, I love your bluntness. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the, uh, the school the school experiment was was run in the 1990s in England, um, and it ran for five years. And it's an exceptionally detailed um, description of of what was happening for the five year period during these these particular experiments in which they were gaining access to this other plane of existence. And this particular phenomena, which was, which was delivered through the act of seance um, in school in England, um, was, was it, it, it's, its value is beyond, is, is beyond um, 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 any material object. Um, it, was, it was exceptional at, at giving us information on what was going on beyond, because on the 6th of March, 1998, there was an entity that came through known as Sharon S., now that, and here's the key point, it came from a dimension of nothingness, a void of absolute nothing. Within Christianity, we would see that today as purgatory, absolute nothing. Now today in Christianity, of course, now they're saying there is no purgatory, um, just like there is no Satan. Well, make up your mind. Um, what, what is going yeah. on here? Um, and, and this in itself, we also see, through the through the experiences of of Robert Monroe when he talked about this aspect that this place in which these other beings seem to be um, and it was a place of darkness and um, a place of, of absolute nothing and um, yet these things seem to hide within there and it was a place very close to ours and this is something which was also shared through the school experiment that these things are coming through from a place that's close to ours. And when that door is open, yeah. we can attract them back. The problem is, you see, when we, when we, 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 we go um, to these haunted sites and things like that, we're very quick about lifting a voice recorder or whatever the case may be, and we're saying, is there anyone there? Is, is, uh, can, can you come forward to me and give me... There is us opening the doorway to this phenomenon. Yes, yes. And that is through intent. Yes. And intent is exceptionally powerful. Now, granted, it's one person with a voice recorder but when you apply that to a Ouija board, you've got four people now that have that focused intent yeah. to open that doorway. And the problem is that in today's yeah. society, we, we think of, oh, well, wasn't that entertaining? Let's pack up and go home. But we leave the door open. 
And we may not Absolutely. have something well, I, that comes even through that particular moment, but two hours down the line or two days or two months down the line, right. there's nothing to say that something could come through then. Absolutely. Well, even just one person with a voice recorder, every person has their own spiritual immune system, right? It works like your mm-hmm. physiological immune system, but it's yep. spiritual. If you are mm-hmm. saying, does anyone have anything to say to me? Would someone like to push me or shove me? Would someone like to poke <laughs> me in the eye? You're basically yep. opening up your immune system and allowing yes. something to come in in the same way that if mm-hmm. you if you don't sleep for three days or take vitamins, you're opening yourself up to a virus. This way you're opening mm-hmm. yourself up to a spiritual virus, right? You're opening yourself up yes. to yes. any energy that wants to come in because you're basically, it's the, it's the 2 a.m. in the bar naked analogy again, right? You're saying, yeah, here yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Who wants uh-huh, something? Uh-huh. And, and then um, you're right. Then you never close the door and you're just wandering around with this hole. And then you wonder why three weeks later you start getting visitations from and they're unpleasant. That, that's exactly right. And, and sometimes those particular visitations can be exceptionally subtle. And this is something we also should look at in this aspect of when things do come through and they try and make that attachment to us, they become our attachment. Um, this shadow that follows us, um, the actions of that can be exceptionally subtle. And we get used to that subtlety. And over the course of time, that subtlety can become symb- a symbiotic relationship. And that is exceptionally powerful um, because that is exceptionally difficult to break. If someone comes along and says, well, I've got a, I've got a house that's haunted and, and I need it cleared, you'll go in and you'll do the clearing. But if there's a symbiotic relationship, if any time has been allowed to develop yeah. over this, symbiotic relationship yeah. can develop. And it doesn't matter how many times we go in to clear it, that symbiotic relationship has never been detached and it will come back. Absolutely. You don't know how many times when I do cleanses on clients, they're like, well, how come it's still here? It's like, well, do you hear the way you talk about it? It's all you talk Mm -hmm. about. You're constantly engaging it. You're constantly talking to it and telling it, I don't like you. Stay away from me. You're you're Mm -hmm. feeding it and feeding it. No wonder it thinks it's having a relationship with you. It thinks you're just having a lover's quarrel because of the way you act. You have to literally let it go. Get it out of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. Get it out of your unconsciousness. And cut it off. But I think in in a way, it is like a bad relationship with a person, right? You get stuck in it, and you don't know how to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It can become very addictive. Yeah, you like the attention from it, even if it's negative attention, in the same way it likes the attention from you, even if it's negative attention. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. You you have One of the things I love the most about you, Barry, is you have a wonderful way of making spiritual things, things outside of the box, very pragmatic and very um, easily understood and very black and white. And you, know, you make the gray <laughs> black and white because it, it really is when you think about it, right? The, the universe is very pragmatic. It's very brass tacks. It's, you know, oftentimes spirit universe mirrors our behaviors. We think that it's so like it's all out of our control. I mean, and yes, some of it is, but some of it isn't. And there are things that we can do to to be happier and healthier. Yeah, a huge majority of this, we can do something about it. Um, And we we can take charge. The moment that it suspects that we know what it is, you can be sure it, it flies off the rail. It's gone. It does not want to be discovered. Yeah. 
And, and this is yeah. what I see time and time again. When, when we're given the information, accept the information, take it, and, and mull over that particular information. Look for, for, for holes within that. And when you find the holes and you end up with another meeting with this particular thing, then start pushing the holes. Start dabbling into the holes. Yeah. Well, why did you say this? And you, I can tell you, ten times out of ten, they will hightail it out of there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing with a negative person, right? They don't want to be pulled mm-hmm. out from under their rock into the sunlight. <laughs> as soon as they figure out that you know their game, yeah, isn't they'll it interesting now that right? you're I mean, saying I, that you're saying, don't we see the same with a negative person? Where are we back to yeah. now? The worst of humanity. It's part of yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, and I noticed that because I, I work in the narcissist recovery world as well, mm-hmm. um, counseling mm-hmm. folks. A lot of my practice is people who are being devoured in some way by a narcissistic person. And yeah. I, I started thinking about the similarities between that home I grew up in and what it's mm-hmm. like to deal with a narcissist. And I'm like, you know, it's almost exactly the same, except one has a body and one does not. But it's the way that they yes. react and, and bully you and manipulate you and gaslight you, it's very much the same kind of thing. And I think for some folks, if they think about it like that, it's easier for them to think about than to think it's mm. this all-knowing, super-intelligent, way past anything we could deal with, oh, my God, I'm a victim and I can't do anything about it. The truth is you can. You can get negative yes. energy out of your life. Just like you can get a mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. person full of negative energy out of your life. You just yes. have to, to steal up and, and do it and not back down. Because you're being Absolutely. bullied. And I mean, a lot of times people in haunted houses are just flat out being bullied. Yeah. And the key thing to remember with this phenomenon, he who owns the body wins. That's the ultimate goal. They need the anchor. They need the body. So if you don't have right. that and you cut your cords, a, a well-balanced system is, is, is exceptionally frightening to them when they come through because we're, we're very, very powerful. You're right. We have that, that power there. But society keeps hitting us on the head with this paddle. You're no good. You can't do this. You're worthless. Blah, 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 blah. Every time we turn on a TV, my God, we're being beaten with the same paddle. But we are, we are yeah. very, very powerful individuals. Um, and, and that in itself, is, it goes without, without saying. And we can see that time and time again. We need to take back our power. And, and this is right across the board. Even in today's society, we need to take back our power. Um, and, 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 and strive forward as, as a better human race. Um, and I, 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 I've maybe gone too far there. I should, I should, I don't, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's brilliant. You are wonderful, my friend, and I adore you. Where can people find you online? And let's do this again because I feel like we have like six more hours of this to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, people can find me on, on Facebook um, under my name, and, uh, and they can also find me uh, at my website, charmstealer.com. And if they would like to, uh, to avail themselves of a copy of the book, um, it's available on Amazon, on hardback, softback, audiobook, which is fantastic, and, and, and also ebook. Are you, did you do the audiobook yourself? Um, I wanted to, but Amazon wouldn't let me. Um, but the guy that oh. delivers the, the audiobook 
is is remarkable. It, it's fantastic. I've been I've been I've been listening to it in the in the car as I drive, and I'm thinking I get lost in what what he's saying, and think, wow, that's wonderful. Oh, that's, that's really fantastic. good. Completely forgetting that I was the guy that wrote it. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's comical the way it all that's, happened. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. You are wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for being here, and let's do this again. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Take care, sweetheart. The wonderful Barry Fitzgerald, everybody. Such a joy always to have him here. If you missed those links, my website, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com, or find me on social media everywhere, at Sheena Metal. And, of course, I'm here every Tuesday and every Wednesday doing my first Raising the Vibration and then Haunted Playground show, uh, this one on Wednesday, that one on Tuesday, 6 o'clock Pacific time for both. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm on Live Paranormal's video channel, facebook.com slash Paranormal, doing some free psychic readings and spiritual advice. I love you all. This is exciting to be here always, and I will see you next week, Wednesday at 6 o'clock Pacific time, right here on the Live Paranormal Radio Network, iHeartRadio, and all of our affiliates. I'm Sheena Metal. This is Haunted Playground. And until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always raise your vibration, take care of yourselves, and know that you are loved.